0: Hey, Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening, and thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, bringing you another episode of the podcast dedicated to the Colorado Avalanche, and the Avalanche finally back out on the ice over the weekend. Didn't quite go the way that we had hoped. Uh, did we expect to lose? No, I don't think you ever expect to lose. I'm not going to say that, but uh, did they play the way that we expected? We'll get into that. Uh, We'll also get into um, some player post-game locker room interviews um, and kind of discuss those a little bit, break those down, uh, as well as some uh, Twitter issues going on with a fellow podcaster. So um, not with me. Uh, but with the, the avalanche in general. So if you follow Twitter, you probably know what's happening. If you don't follow Twitter, pretty interesting story. And uh, we'll, we'll kind of get into that a little bit later on. So um, today is February 3rd. We have reached February. We are over the Super Bowl, which means it's hockey first and foremost, right? I mean, if you want to throw basketball in there, but uh, we're, we're going to be focusing... Hopefully, the rest of the world is going to be focusing on hockey. And if not, they should. Uh, And if not, they should be doing it all year anyway. But football always seems to get in the way. Now that we can move football on, uh, maybe hockey will kind of take more of a center stage, coupled with basketball, which is fine. I know a lot of uh, people are probably unhappy with the results of the the Super Bowl. Um, uh, Clearly, you know... Most people listening here, if you're an Avalanche fan, chances are you're a Broncos fan. And it was kind of up in the air with fans, if they were going to root for Kansas City or not root for Kansas City. And the thinking was, well, you don't root for them because they're in the Broncos division, which is the way I went. I really didn't have a rooting interest. I really didn't care one another if you were going to tell me who am I going to root for. It's going to be the 49ers. For a couple of reasons, and one of those reasons is, yeah, they're in the Broncos' division. I don't want to root for them, but the other side of the coin is root for them because if they win, then you know the Broncos are in the best division and played the best team. And I don't necessarily buy that so much. I get it, but uh, not my thing. But anyway, um, I was just happy it was a it was a good game. It was a decent game. Uh, came you, you knew that it wasn't in the bag by any stretch of the imagination and clearly it wasn't. So, But we won't get into that. Go over to uh, Cody and the Lockdown Broncos if you want to hear some of the Super Bowl. I'm sure he'll break down some of the Super Bowl being a Broncos show, but uh, yeah, we can move on to things other than the football season. And baseball's right around the corner too, and the Rockies are making news too. So if you want to go listen to the Lockdown Rockies show, a lot of crazy things going on with the Colorado Rockies in the offseason, so, anyway, let's get to some Avalanche stuff, and, uh, yeah, first game back after a very long break, and teams that, after their bye week, typically come back a little rusty, I think people were expecting the Avalanche to uh, come back a little rusty after the uh, All-Star break, and then a, a by week right afterwards, but surprisingly they were not. Uh, they looked clean. They looked crisp. They looked really on on the ball on everything right in the first period. And I got to thinking about three quarters of the way through the first period, like, oh well, here we go. Here's another period where they clearly outplay their opponent and have nothing to show for it. And then. They completed the first period, and not only did they have nothing to show for it, they were down by two, which just seems so wrong. The way that they played, I mean, that that first goal, Grubauer did not have a good day. Let's not, you know, try to sugarcoat it. But that first one was just ridiculous. I mean, that that, that shot was going nowhere near the ice. That was almost a cross-ice pass is what it looked like. But... That's what happens. Uh, it, it hit somebody. I don't even remember who it hit, nor do I care. But it redirected and almost like at a ninety-degree angle and went right in. So that one's not on him. But um, if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about Philip Grubauer, not his best game. That's where the rust probably came in. Was with uh, the goal uh, goalie didn't didn't play the best and I and that's not what people want to see out of him I think maybe people might be giving him a little of a pass because it's uh you know like I said so many days without playing but that is going to be a short leash that like we'll get a lot of people will give him one game you're playing uh buffalo I believe on on Tuesday so we'll um some uh, preview that game tomorrow but he, he's, he's going to have a short leash. He played well going into the All-Star break. Okay, now get back on track. He didn't play your best game. But if this continues, people are already calling for him to not be pulled, but I mean, well, some people are. Some people are calling for him to be pulled. Some people are calling to be traded. Um, have him be the backup. I don't think that's going to happen. you got to give him a little bit of a break for this. It doesn't look good when the rest of the team played very well. Um, and he, he was probably the worst part of the game. But did he make he actually made some really good saves? Like some I, I get on him for not making those like highlight reel saves. He kinda did. He made some he he prevented a couple he kept them in it, strangely enough. Um with some really timely saves. And it just seemed like one of those games where the Avs got you knew they were gonna come back and kind of get into it the way that they were playing. Um, in the first period. He felt good, even though they were down by two. And then they score. Uh, It was Adoroff who scored. I think they gave it to him. I don't think it tipped uh, Nachushkin. And then, you know, they they get back up or back down by one and then they give up a goal. Then they score again, down by one, then they give up a goal. And it was just like, they couldn't string together a couple goals to tie it up and uh, you know, see see where it could go from there. Um But I thought they, they looked they looked surprisingly good. I, I don't think they got tired towards the end. I thought that might have be like the Achilles heel. But they had some really bad plays, really bad turnovers in their own zone that that turned into goals or chances, but they had chances themselves. I thought Comfort played well. He was he was a hot head. He was he wanted to fight with anybody. Um but it just got ugly for them uh, towards the, the second half of the of the game, where they were just turning the puck over in their own zone, giving the Flyers more opportunities than they really deserved. Um, and it ended up being a six to three loss. Now, stat wise, power play they were one for three. Okay, good. On uh, the the Flyers were one for five on the power play. I'll take that. Uh, a lot of penalties going around in this game. Um, and even some missed penalties, too, which could have been a lot worse. Uh, 31 shots on goal. Can't complain about that. That's kind of in their wheelhouse. Uh, individual stats, though, some interesting ones. Uh, and we'll start with Nathan McKinnon. Nothing on the board for him. Didn't didn't even register an assist. And he was actually a minus three on the day. Um, and he got nailed with a double minor penalty. He it looked like he got a stick in the face. Which wasn't called, um, and earlier on he got he got called for a high stick, which they said drew blood, but just the camera angles that I saw didn't really show anything. Um, Landeskog had an assist, but he was also at a minus three, and Miko Rantanen with a goal, and he was at a minus two. So your top line uh, is is at a minus eight overall. That's not. Where you want to be with those guys. So, um, and even Ryan Graves, when we kind of touted his plus-minus going into the the All-Star break, which even coming out of the All-Star break, even until the day that this game was played, he was still leading league at a minus thirty-four. He was at a minus two. So, Kale McCarr on the other hand, he registered an assist. Did he not? No, he didn't. They took an assist away from him. I'm looking at the stats right now, and I could have sworn. He had an assist to give him the lead. I'm trying to find this now. Did they take that away? Why? Okay. Maybe I'm wrong on that. That I could have sworn he had an I know they were talking about it. I'm going to play a, um, a clip from him in the next segment. And, and they're talking to him about getting that point total. Uh, like the rookie point total for the Avalanche. I think for the assists. But now I'm looking at the updated team stat. And he's got zeros across the board. Very interesting. Okay. Well, we're going to play it anyway, um, and that's going to come up here in a minute. So we'll get to uh, a couple clips uh, from Kael McCarr, one from Kael McCarr, and one from Pierre-Edouard Belmar, and uh, kind of discuss those. So those are coming up right after this. All right, so before we get to this uh, quick Kael McCarr clip um, after the, the game against the Flyers was complete um, in the locker room, yeah, you'll hear the question be be asked how he feels about uh, setting the rookie record for points. And apparently that's didn't happen because I've checked a couple of sites now and, and it's been taken away, which happens. But uh, it, it was surprisingly. I have to go back and, and kind of look at that play and see why he was not given the assist. So uh, here's the, the clip from Campbell. He talks about a couple other things too. It's only about a minute long, but um, that's definitely one of the things that's asked because... At that point in time, he still had the point. So we will uh, uh, play this Kale McCarr post-game clip and then comment on the other side of it.
1: We back in 12 days. Where, where do you think you guys fell short tonight?
0: Um, I mean, we, we had the juice.
2: We had the energy, but um, they just capitalized on the chances. They just didn't go in for us. And, I mean, it is what it is. You're going to have these games, but, um, yeah.
1: You guys fought back from two-goal deficit three different times. Just what does that say about the fight in your guys' team?
2: Yeah, I mean, we knew that we could win this game. We knew we were outplaying them. Um, But like I said, they just capitalized on their chances. And, um, I mean, I didn't really help that with probably three or four turnovers there.
1: With your assist today, you set the franchise record for most points by a rookie defenseman. I mean, does that mean anything to you, being able to do that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm honored. But, um, I mean, it's just the team we have. Uh, Everybody's... Um, I guess achieving very highly. Um, And I think that's just a testament to how well we work together and um, how much we want to just come into that rink every day and work hard.
1: Just looking at this full 60 minutes, Nico said that he felt that most of the time you guys were out playing. Just in your opinion, what did you think of the full 60 here today against the Flyers?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I would agree with that. Um, Like I said, I mean, we just didn't capitalize on chances. uh, But uh, they got some good bounces, and um, we didn't. And I think we just need to build on this for Buffalo. If we play the same way, they're going to start going in.
1: What was Lyon able to do for the Flyers to, you know, limit your guys' chances to find the back of the net? Yeah,
2: I mean, just played really well.
0: <laughs> There's not much else to it. So Camel McCart does not have the franchise record for a rookie defenseman, but he has uh, plenty of games left to at that point, and I'm pretty sure he will do that. Um, But like he said, you know, he's he's like the rest of this team. He's very calm. He doesn't really overreact about anything. Sure, he's disappointed that they lost, but even he said kind of what I said in the beginning, like, he feels good about the way that they played. Um, I don't like saying things too many times to the effect of, if we play like that, I'll take that, and that normally translates into a win. I feel like we've said that one too many times this year. Um it those need to start turning into wins. I remember last year with all the like the overtime losses and stuff like that. Uh it you know that doesn't translate into instant success because you've had so many overtime games and now oh you know we've learned from all those overtime. No, the 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 MO is you losing in overtime. So I don't want the MO to be Oh well, we're playing. If we uh, if we're playing well, I'll take this type of win because normally this translates to a win. I feel like we've said that. Oh, Man, who did they play right before the break? It what? What? Maybe it was Dallas. I think it was Dallas. It was where they played a very good game. It wasn't good enough. And if you're a team that's going to be in the upper echelon of the teams in the league, you win those games. You don't. You don't take the. Well, it was a good college try as a victory. Um, so I think that th- those, those games really need to start turning around into points, not just moral victories. And, um, you'll kind of hear the same thing. We're going to play a, a quick click from Pierre-Edouard Belmar as well. Um, and he kind of, and he, he's the same way. He's a very calm, cool, collected character. And, uh, he, he feels good about the way they play. I'm not saying they didn't play well. I'm happy with the way they played. Uh, but I, I don't like that. Well, you know, if we play like that against Buffalo, Will win. Who's to say that you will? Yeah, you should beat Buffalo, but maybe they'll be on their game that day. Who knows? You just can't go in saying, like, well, you know, this is how I'm, I'm satisfied with the way that we played against Philadelphia. Let's have that effort. You need more than that effort because you're not getting points out of the, those efforts, if that makes any sense. So uh, let's listen to what Belmar had to say and we'll comment on the other side.
3: Should we all keep our head up. Uh, this is against the grain. Like, don't get frustrated. We're going to get our chances. And we did get our chances all the way through the game, but we couldn't get them in.
1: Yeah, what was Lyon able to do to be able to limit you guys? Uh,
3: I mean, I think it's a mix of him having some, some good save and then uh, us making him look a little good, better. Um, so like I said, we we have the chances. Uh, we played a pretty decent game. It's just that if we had a little bit more puck luck, uh, it would be a totally different game.
1: How do you build off of this for Buffalo now?
3: Uh, make sure you keep your head up, like, like we, I, I felt like we didn't get frustrated, we, we, we stick with the, the game plan and we keep coming back and um, it is what it is at the end but um, I thought that there's no reason for us to, to put our head down and be thinking like we played a bad game, we we played a solid road game and like with a little bit of luck it would be totally different. So and then credit has to be given with Rebity Zoo, goalie played a good game on the other side and our goalie saved us too. So, um, or for game of the break, I think
0: it's pretty decent. All right, and like uh, Belmar said, he's happy with the way they played, but, you know, they just got to maybe put in a little bit more effort, and he made a good comment about saying how they made the flyer goalie look good. Um, yeah, I mean, in a way, they, they did so many good things in so many different spots. Uh, sometimes the abs have a, a tendency to be... Um, like a bit selfish with the puck and, and want to make that extra pass. And they were doing it, and that extra pass, you know, you see it so many times where it gets knocked away, or the guy who they're they're passing it to just can't handle the puck, can't settle the puck, doesn't get a good shot on it. They made the extra pass so many times in this game and to a player who had a great look and just, did the you know, didn't go in. And sometimes it happens. So I think it, when they're saying, like, if we have this type of game, um, I'll take it. I look at that as most of the time those pucks will go in. The the, the looks that they had, uh, you got to give some credit to their goalie. But uh, they had some, some extra passes. They had a couple breakaways. And, you know, that's the nature of the game. Sometimes they're going to go in. Sometimes they don't. So... Maybe that's what they mean by if we have this type of, of game against Buffalo, they'll go in. But like I said, you just can't guarantee yourself that in this game. You ju- you just have to put the pedal to the metal and, and bury home these goals and and then put your foot on, on their throat when uh, you got the lead. So oddly enough, um, you know, and this is kind of maybe true for most teams in the league, Avalanche record is is just night and day when they finish uh, the first while they're up compared to while they're down I, I know that you know it's a trivial thing um, but go look at their records between when they're winning the first period when they're losing the first period it's incredible uh, the records for both of those scenarios crazy so alright uh, I mentioned in the beginning a little twitter not even really a feud yet going on Um, but a very interesting story, and we'll see how this all plays out, if it plays out at all, uh, between a fellow podcaster and the Colorado Avalanche. So we're going to get to that in a minute. Okay, so last thing I want to get to here now, and and I know, you know, I'm sure a lot of people that listen to the show uh, aren't on Twitter. So if you are, there's a good chance you've heard... That about this happening. If you're not on Twitter, I'll explain what happened, and then you guys can take it from there. Do whatever you want to do with it. But I just thought it was an interesting story. Um, and, and it has to do with another Avalanche podcast, which, you know, I'm sure a lot of you are saying, like, why are you mentioning another podcast? I, Dude, I love podcasts, and there's other, other Avalanche podcasts out there which do a very good job. And, uh, you know, listen to all of them, because we're all in the same family. We have our own Close little community here. Um, and I'm not going to discriminate or not talk about another podcast, especially when I feel they've been wronged. Um, so the ABS Hockey Podcast has been around for a very long time. It's one of the more popular um, hockey podcasts. It's definitely Avalanche Podcast. Um, and years ago, the the host, his name is Jay, created this kind of hashtag game on Twitter where you, it, when it's a game day, you uh, put up you put up a tweet and you give a player that you think is going to score the first goal of the game, followed by hashtag Avs Twitter Psychic. Basically predicting who you think the first player on the Avalanche will score for that game. And it's a big thing. Every game day you you see in my feed, I see it all the time. He's been doing it for a long, long time. So I don't know when they they decided to get in on the game, but the Colorado Avalanche official Twitter page takes part in it um, like they do with a lot of things. And, and the Colorado Avalanche social media page for across the board is very interactive with their fans. Um, they comment on a lot of comments that their fans put up to their posts and like a lot and it just means a lot to the fan when they see the official Twitter page or Instagram page or Facebook page commenting and liking their fans posts uh, it, it, it means the world to them I rem, you know it, it, it's huge for some of these people so when they started taking part in that kind of made sense it's a pretty big thing in the avalanche community and they would put up hashtag abs Twitter psychic and put up who they think is going to score the first goal of, of the game. So for this game uh, against the Flyers, they put up a graphic. They they made it up and they had uh, Gabriel Landeskog on the graphic, his, his image on the graphic for their text, for their tweet. They said, I can't remember what they said, but you know, like, Let's get it done, or whatever they said. But the graphic was the big thing, because it had Gabe Landeskog, and in the graphic, it was edited to have on there hashtag Avs Twitter psychic, and right underneath that, it said, sponsored by, or presented by, FanDuel. And that has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, uh, including me. You know, you, It's something that they did not start and now they have taken ownership of it and are monetizing it. Bad luck, Colorado Avalanche Twitter page, uh, with you know no credit whatsoever given to Jay over at the other podcast. Um, you know it, it's just one of those things where we are inundated with ads. There's ads in this show, but you expect the ads in this show. I've been doing ads in this show since day one. You know, we just watched the Super Bowl where there's ads every 10 seconds. There's there's times where you expect ads. It's it's part of our culture. Uh, but to do it in that way was really sour grapes. I feel um, there's been no uh, talk of it. Maybe they're talking. Maybe they've emailed him on the side. Maybe they're not making anything public about it. Maybe they're not doing anything. But uh, Jay is coming out and apologizing for this. he has nothing to apologize for. I, th- I don't know if he feels like other people are thinking like he's a part of this or if the Avalanche are paying him to, to do this or I mean, and the thing is like he, he put up a big post and it was very well said, you know, you, there's no ownership in hashtags. We can't, we can't copyright them. So can the Avalanche do this? Yes, they can. It's just should they? No, they they really they really shouldn't. I, we'll see. We'll, uh, you know, it's gonna happen, or if it is gonna happen, it'll be Tuesday. And if they keep doing it, maybe they should come out and and at least get a hold of him on the side. Uh, he hasn't put up another post. He put up that post today. It's a long post about you know how this is not how he wanted this to happen. But uh, I don't know. It's just. It's just not the thing to do, especially like I said, when the the Avalanche are very involved with their fan base, and I, I don't know how they didn't think there was going to be some sort of backlash from this. So we'll see where it goes from here. Um, I'm sure fans are going to keep keep doing it because it's a fun thing to do, uh, but when when a team takes it and wants to make some cash out of it, doesn't look good. So what do you think let me know uh, I didn't even do our social media thing in the beginning of the of the show like I normally do so what do you think about this let me know on social media L-O-P-N underscore avalanche on Twitter locked on avalanche on Instagram or send me an email locked on avalanche at gmail dot com uh, does this upset you in any way does it make you pre- prevent you from wanting to take part in it anymore what do you think What say you, Avalanche fans? So that's going to be it for today, ladies and gentlemen. Tomorrow we will uh, preview the Buffalo Sabres game. Hopefully, the ads can get back on track and uh, in the second half of the season get their first win for them. So, all right, folks, that'll be it. Have a good night. See you tomorrow. Here's Joby. Go, abs, go.